The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. pop culture talk every other week right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com my name is matt johnson one of your hosts and alongside me as always who do you think you are i am mr johnny townsend johnny how are I'm, you pal i am bowling for excitement here uh just listen to me roll this this bowling ball down the <laughs> that my friends i hit three pins that's how good I am. Matt, I am excited. I know I sound like a question, but I am excited to talk about uh, bowling and specifically Mr. Pete Weber. I am too. Like, I don't, all right. So I think I have the two strangest subjects on this show. You do, without question. Without even question. Gonna, there's, we, there's won't no even, we won't even debate this. <laughs> we won't argue that. Um, you know, I, for those who have been with us for a long time, I did do a Weather Channel episode. Felt really, really good after it. Yeah. And second, uh, and then this one, you know, when you get pro athletes, when you when you think of the greatest pro athletes or pro athletes that uh, people love to talk about, yeah. you know, we have Michael Jordan, who we've done. There's pro wrestlers like Andre the Giant, who we did last week. Football players, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Yeah. Real legends. Real legends. Uh, and I definitely went the obscure route. And I think it's fun. I think it's really fun uh, it, because this guy is like the face of was the face of professional bowling and, and gave it some mainstream attention for a little while. So uh, I'm like, you know what? I'll we could have did this. We actually I discussed possibly doing this like a year ago, but I'm like, OK, we're doing athletes. He's kind of an athlete. Well, we're sports figures. That was the main main yeah. subject of this month and so we're just gonna roll with pete weber <laughs> see what i did there roll i love it pete weber uh so that's what we gotta hone in on today yeah uh, for lot- you at home if you're listening please keep track of our bowling puns or pins <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best to incorporate them as often as possible yeah, do a little count a little count yeah, yeah little little the bell um for sure so all right everybody let's hop into our personal history with the man the myth the bad boy of bowling, Mr. Pete Weber. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! That is why I did it! Another five! Are you kidding me? That's right! Who do you think you are? I am! Damn it, right! All right. So, uh, maybe I should ask you your your experiences first uh like we typically do um because you're not super familiar with mr pete weber uh, as in i had new 
no idea who he was uh, when you said we're going to cover this guy. So I will tell you my experiences with bowling. I can do that. Sure, let's do that. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> that is a, I do consider it a sport because it's a, a skill for sure. Yeah. You don't just go into it being good at, good at it. You got to you know learn and uh, practice and all this stuff. Uh, for me, it was always a game that I would play with my, my friends, like a casual thing. I was never, ever, ever good at it, ever. Uh, if I hit triple digits, I was a happy camper. That's how bad I am at bowling. Uh, I, however, had a great time with it. Uh, at one point when I was in my early 20s, me and a group of my friends, we got to where we would bowl a lot to the point where I actually bought bowling shoes. Oh, yeah because we bowled so much and it just saved money in the long run. And uh, that, that was a really good time, but I think it was just as much about hanging out with your friends as it was about the actual bowling itself, but I still enjoyed it. I actually do enjoy bowling video games. Uh, you yeah. know, we bowling's a good example and it's a very famous example. That's just a fun, goofy game to play. Uh, but you know, bowling in general growing up was way more when I went with my friends or something, because uh, my mom, uh, when she was like 17, was in a really bad car wreck, and she has a degenerative, degenerative, I can't say that word. She has a bad hip. She probably to me the other day, too, by the way. I don't know if she told you. Oh, man, she's going behind my back. Friend <laughs> request to my friends. Uh, but uh, She's my mom now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so she like she, she can't bowl like she's not allowed. She's something she just can't do so as a family we never did that right right uh but uh you know like when i was i was a big part of like church groups that would go um stuff like that and then i really got into it in my early in my 20s and then i probably haven't been bowling in good gosh easily at least five plus years uh, and while i think it's a fun game uh i'm okay with that <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not one of those things we have to do. Like, I can relate, though. It is a very good time to, like, go hang out with friends. I remember, like, senior year of high school when I finally got invited out by other people. We we did a couple, like, moonlight bowling, like, going out late at night. They got the, 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 the cool lights and, yeah. and, and stuff. That was, like, that was something we did. And it was uh, it was really neat to kind of get to do that. I I did enjoy it. I did a couple bowling leagues back in the day. And you know, See, that's cool to me because I was never good enough to be in a league like that. Oh, you didn't. Wasn't. It wasn't necessarily about being good enough. I guess it was just something for me because I didn't like like actual physical sports uh, at the time. Football, I had kind of waned away from baseball. I was tired of, and you know, uh, I, I just bowling was just something to do on a Saturday morning. So me, and my sister, and we got paired up with uh, my friend at the time and his sister. We did. We had our own bowling team and. We just kind of went ball. It was, it was, it was really nice. And then my brother got into a bowling league when he was young. And, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a laid back. Like it's so, I mean, aside from this, our subject matter today of Mr. Pete Weber, it's a, in the, some of the big pros, it's not a very competitive hobby. You know, right. you, you can go and play basketball at a park with your friends and it could get ugly. Yeah. All right. Yes. You can go play football in somebody's backyard with your friends. It could get ugly street hockey, yes. et cetera. Um, backyard wrestling. Could be blood. Oh, for uh, sure. <laughs> but yeah. bowling, you just kind of go and you just you just sit there and you you shoot and I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of a single and I've played all those other sports with friends and there have been heated times even with really good friends. 
but I can't think of a single time bowling. And we were bowling a lot there for a while where yeah. somebody got so mad that there's an actual argument or fight. Can't think of a single time. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you usually just don't do that. You just don't do that. I, I, it, that's the, that's the nature of, of, of bowling. I've been in so, you know, never seen, I've never seen a bowling fight ever. Ever. Right. <laughs> so, um, I know there have been some. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I think uh, Allen Iverson, the basketball player, famously, before he got into the NBA, uh, got in a lot of trouble because there was a really huge fight that broke out, and I believe it was at a bowling alley. <laughs> I don't know if it was ever bowling precisely, but uh, I <laughs> it do know. It's guilty by association. I do know it was like a really wild brawl with people throwing stuff at each other, and he was there. Uh, so, or allegedly, I should say, I guess. <laughs> No, I, 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 yeah, bowling is guilty by associates. So there's a little bit of excitement. <laughs> oh, man, that crazy sport of bowling. <laughs> the no, whatever. It's amazing. But yeah, I guess my first like impression of Pete Weber, a little bit more specifically, uh, we used to watch, me and my dad used to watch bowling together. I don't know why, because I can't, st- I couldn't stomach, ba- I can't stomach sitting and watching baseball on TV. But for some reason, bowling excited me. Um, you know, watch it. You see all these cool pros. They got these sweet shirts and, and and stuff. And you know, they're doing all these trick shot thing. The trick shot ones are pretty cool. The competitions are pretty cool. Throwing through chairs, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, this guy, this older dude named Pete Weber. I'm just like, and he was very aggressive. All right, he didn't have like an aggressive voice. Very like aggressive, and he would talk crap to all the fellow bowlers. I'm like, this is what what is going on? I was like seven, eight. I was really young. You just talk crap and you talk crap to fans. He was very loud. And, but he's like for the, and that's why I think he stands out so much is because uh, he had a personality. He was, you know, yeah. you think of bowling. And if you know anything about professional bowling, you think of Pete Weber um, pretty, you know, typically it's, he's one of those standout kind of guys. And yeah, I know. I, I know I do. But I think about professional bowling. <laughs> I don't think about professional bowling often. However, when I do, <laughs> Pete Weber is in Stay my tuned for our next episode <laughs> where I'm going to uh, discuss uh, the bad boy of uh, of mini golf. Yes. <laughs> Johnny Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Johnny Townsend episode. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's my history with, with Pete Weber. I, I've known about him for a long time. Of course, he has one of the most famous lines uh, that we have recited. At, at, you know, I, I said at the top of the show. And it was a really cool moment. We'll get into that and, and all that jazz. But uh, but I think that's a wrap. Is there anything else you wanted to add to uh, to, to your experiences with Mr. Pete Weber or the sport bowling? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. I'm ready to get down that alley and talk about some history here. Do not flash the camera in my approach. I'm telling you, don't do it. Okay. I like it. I like this. Okay. You didn't tell me that. If she flashes that camera again on my approach. He said this on the podcast. I hear week. it. So uh, let's take a look into the life of Mr. Pete Weber. Uh, his history is actually the son. He is a second. He wasn't a he was a second general. He was. He is a second generation professional bowler. All right. His father was Dick Weber. All right. He grew up in Florissant, Missouri. He was the son of bowling superstar Dick Weber, who was a suit superstar of his era and uh pete had actually been introduced to the sport of bowling by the time he was two at the age of 15 he was a local superstar he's winning local bowling tournaments against adult players 
He was elite, and he actually won his first PBA regional tour events, and he wasn't even a member at the age of 16. He wasn't even allowed to be a member, but that's how, because of his age, that's how good he was, though, as he's competing against some of these, these all-time pros. Uh, his father, Dick uh, Weber, helped him become a actual pro uh, PBA member at the age of 17 when the back at the time, the minimum age was 18. He pulled some strings, a little bit of nepotism, and uh, got Pete through, and he became a PBA member at the age of 17, which was the, which was the first. And in um, uh, 1979, Weber bowled in his first professional tournament. And for many, many years after that, like 1980 was a big year, it was a big breakout year. He did 20 tour events. Uh, you know, this is really him just kind of getting his foot in the door and really becoming uh, a big time member. Uh, 1980, he had like 20 tour events. He had one televised finals appearance. He won Rookie of the Year in 1980. And by 1982, he'd won his first PBA title, uh, and he won two that season, actually. By the time he was 24 years old, he became like the youngest prodigy in bowling history. By the time he was 24 years old, he had reached 10 title plateau, uh, which was at the time the youngest in PBA history. At age 26, he narrowly won the PBA National Championship over David Ferraro, giving him all three jewels of the PBA's Triple Crown. And, uh, and he won the U.S. Tournament. Tournament of Champions and PBA National Championship. So uh, the guys had a pretty, like from early on, it, uh, you know, he did very well. However, there is a dark side, the dark side of bowling. Yeah. All right. Weber, uh, you know, but in the 1980s, he, pr- he pretty much locked himself in as one of the, the best young bowlers, right? And he gave bowling like a face and a name and a bit of a recognition. But he was also a little on the dangerous side. All right. He loved the cocaine and he loved the alcohol. And he said he admitted one time in a 1985 Sports Illustrated article that he spent a four week stretch on on tour in a complete blackout. All right. And by that, he meant he drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every night, which is a lot. Kind of a lot. And uh, and just tons and tons of cocaine every single night. Every single night, he reportedly blew through one hundred and fifty thousand dollars between eighty two and eighty four on cocaine. Good gosh! Now I don't know cocaine prices. Um, I don't know cocaine prices in the eighties. In the eighties, cocaine was in its purest form. All right, is a good era if you like cocaine. Um, but that is a lot of money. Um, that is a lot of money on cocaine. So, all you retro poppers out there, if you're listening uh, on our Facebook page, if you could let us know. The street value of cocaine today. <laughs> Hold on. Great. Hold on. I have to. This isn't. I. You know how I love my inflation calculator. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see how much in cocaine uh, that was. So eighty-two. Uh, what it is today. So what did I say? One hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. One hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's gonna be a lot. Oh my god. Four hundred twenty-four thousand dollars, roughly, in Man. today's money on cocaine. Um, also gambling as well. Gambling came into account of it as, as well, but, um, but yeah, so he was messed up. He, you know, he just, so last week's subject, Andre, the giant could drink and hold his own, uh, you know, Pete could do it a little bit. He was still bowling pretty well. He did. He drank a whole bunch of long Island iced teas and he's got uh, like full strength, long Island iced teas once at a tournament and uh and he bowled in the high 200s he was bragging about it but 
There was an eight-year stretch where he was in rehab. Um, very, very hard, difficult time to it. He never went back to the cocaine, uh, but did have some, you know, some rough times with alcohol. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, that was a rough time. I think it shows growth too. Um, and maybe that's why he was so angry. That's maybe why he yelled at people, um, uh, you know, from a rehab perspective. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, it's, it's a really cool thing to kind of see people overcome that because, you know, we see, we see fame come to people at a very young age, right? We see fame, uh, people achieve fame and they fall off a cliff, right? Trouble, stuff like that. And a lot of them don't ever return. Pete Weber, on the other hand, he found his way. He went through the rehab process also while bowling. And he got his life back on track. He he had like two divorces in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was a it was it was a hard time for him. It was a hard hard time for him. But uh, very successful career. Uh, in fact, they during this time he was coming out of rehab, essentially trying to reestablish a name for himself. Uh, the PBA was being bought because it was not doing very well for itself financially. Uh, as you, as you might imagine, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's not basketball. It's not football. It's not one of those mainstream sports and there's hard to draw, um, attention to it, but some new owners who I think were affiliated with Microsoft, they bought PBA and they wanted to make Pete the, the poster child, the, 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 the face of professional bowling, because, you know, they, they encouraged them. Listen, Pete was hated by everybody, his peers, um, you know, he, People hated just bowling with him. The execs at the old PBA hated, you know, working with him. They like refused to give him like a bowler of the year honor, even though he won a bunch of titles that year. Like it's, it's, that's how bad he was despised. But this new PBA was like, you know what? We got to, we, we got to strike while the iron's hot. And Pete Weber's kind of our dude. Um, so we're going to roll with him. He is going to be the face of the PBA. And he was for a considerably, you know, a long time. I remember just, like I said, watching with my dad, lots of big time events on ESPN, uh, ESPN two, and he's, you know, he's front and center in finals and just running through tournaments and, and so much more, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's great, but yes, he, he's very open about his, uh, he's very open-minded, whatever thoughts came to his head. He, uh, he used to just, <laughs> he used to just blurt them out uh, as evidenced by his, his famous quote, who do you think you are? I am. Uh, he was getting heckled by some kid or something and, and, and a crowd, some young adult watching his bowling tournament. And he just got pissed off. He bowled a strike. He had to get a strike in his final chance to win the tournament. And, uh, and then he pointed at the kid and went on this, this rant. The clip is going to be one of our transition clips. But, yeah. I was um, hoping so. <laughs> oh, it definitely will be. But, uh, you know, but yeah, his legacy is like mixed. Like, like I said, people kind of go back and forth on, you know, was he really good for the sport? And, you know, from a behavior standpoint, maybe not. But listen, this is the age of this is the like you got you got to look at it this way uh, in pro wrestling. All right. And this is a weird thing. But pro wrestling went through this golden era, uh, golden boy era in the 90s, where they called it the new era where, you know, yeah, there a lot of their content was straight laced uh, aside from the wrestling part. But their content was straight laced and the numbers were not doing good. Then came the attitude era and it sprouted up and became big. And I'm not saying that the bowling ever hit that point where it was big like pro wrestling, but Pete Weber gave it a shot, the shot in, in its arm that it needed. We might not have a, a you know professional bowling association right now. Pete Weber did not come uh, when he did come into. Oh, thank you know, God for Pete Weber. Yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, 
He's the stone cold of bowling is what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Let that, if I hear that, uh, that crash of glass, is that going to be stone cold or is it going to be Pete <laughs> Weber? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so a, <laughs> so a, uh, very, very good career. And, um, yeah, it, it's a very story career. You're going to hear a lot more about him uh, in our next segment, the Matt stats portion, because he does have so many titles, his career earnings, all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, he was, he was the face of professional bowling for a very, very long time. He just retired from the original PBA, from the PBA tour. As I was telling Johnny before the show, they have two tours. They have the regular PBA tour, which is all ages. And they have a PBA 50, which is kind of the senior division. Um, some of the older folks who just can't hang. And Pete actually just, like I said, retired after 41 years. He's staying, uh, he retired from the PBA tour after 41 years. He's still continuing the, the PBA 50, uh, you know, just to kind of keep in touch with the sport. But um, I mean, he, he retired, I think, last year, like last March, April, something something like that. But um, yeah, you know, I could sit here and make fun of him doing this all I want. But the fact of the matter is, at one point, he had, he was making so much money he could pun totally intended blow it on cocaine like that much money on cocaine. Yeah. So he was making he was making some buckaroos for sure. No, for sure. And you got to think like bowling at the time again. Bowling at the time, not a whole lot of money uh, yeah. involved. His, I mean, even because I'm going to read off like his his salary and his earnings from those years. And I, I'm sure a lot of it was endorsements and, and a lot of it came from endorsements and stuff. He did. Have, he did win a ton uh, when he was younger and earn a lot of, you know, cash tournaments and such. But uh, but yeah, dudes. Uh, yeah, like it, he was he was one of the most serious earners of, of all time when it came to bowling. But uh, that's that's the story of the, the, the history of Pete Weber in a nutshell. Uh, let's head on over to the Matt stats portion of this show. Early in 246. So all eyes now on Pete Weber, his final shots, his final frame on the national tour coming up. And the name Weber will always be synonymous with excellence and championship performance in the sport with Dick Weber and Pete. And, of course, John Weber, uh, Pete's brother, Dick's son, has served the PBA tour with great distinction as well and can spin it himself. All right, so uh, some accomplishments for Pete. Uh, him and his father, Dick, were the, the first father and son combination to ever earn a, a title on the PBA Tour. There's been others that have followed. Uh, only three other father-son pairings have followed, but Pete and his dad were the first. Uh, he has, let's see, he's won 37 PBA Tour events, including 10 major titles, and he's rolled 85 perfect 300 games. Uh, that's that right there is impressive. That's that's very impressive. I've never came close to bowling a perfect game. No, and we bowling even, maybe, yeah. but not in real life. Uh, let's see. He's also let's see. No, he's won a PBA title in four different, excuse me, five different decades, four consecutive decades. Uh, the eighties, nineties, yeah, four different decades. Excuse me, eighties, nineties, two thousands, and twenty tens, uh, which is an accomplishment in itself. He is one of the first or uh, only excuse me, bowlers to top the $4 million mark in career earnings. Uh, he also owns 48 PBA regional titles, the most all time, in addition to four PBA 50 regional titles. Uh, so that's just kind of some of his bigger accomplishments. Let's take a look at uh, Jewel stuff. 
Okay, so over his career, he's bowled in 891, uh, 891 events. All right, so events, tournaments, whatever you may call it. 2000, excuse me, 1990, in a couple of years where he did 33 events. So 83 and 85 were some of his biggest years along with 90. Um, you know, he's kind of come and gone. Like there's some years that are definitely a lot slower than others. Uh, if this is what I think it means, and it says cash is here. I'm using PBA.com as a reference. Um, I think he's won cash in at least 64 or 644 of them. That That's the way I, I, I think I understand it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, like I said, 49 titles. His earnings, oh, he, yeah, he earned $4,050,032.11 over his entire career. And his best year of career winnings was 2003. When he won, uh, two, he earned $206,217 that year. There's other years where it's like it's, you know, kind of like uh, low rent salary stuff like you make more getting a full time job. Uh, there's been a couple years like that, but I'm sure he lives very, very comfortably. Uh, yeah, his first year, he only earned twenty five dollars <laughs> for well, professional bowling and the year after like thirteen thousand. So uh, this is all accessible on PBA.com. I guess, you know, uh, career standard titles. Uh, he won him in 1982, 84, 85, 86, 89, 90, 91, 93, 97, 2000, 2001, and 2, 2002, 3, 2003, 04, 2005, 06. Oh, he bowled in Chittawaga. That's not very far from here. 06, 07, and 2009, 10. Uh, like I said, he 10 major titles. He won the Tournament of Champions in 87, uh, the U.S. Open in 88, National Championship in 89. U.S. Open in 91, two-ring players championship in 92. Uh, they didn't win one until ni- another one until 1998. He'd been off TV for a considerable amount of time. Uh, he won the PBA National Championship in 98, 61st U.S. Open in 0304, uh, U.S. Open again in 0607, U.S. Open in 1112, and tournament champions in 2012 and 13. Uh, he's had a, uh, let's see, quite a bit. Uh, PBA Rookie of the Year in 1980, as we mentioned. George Young High Average Award winner in 1989. PBA Hall of Fame in 98. So he made the Hall of Fame before he even retired. Uh, the USBC Hall of Fame in 2002. The Bowling SB Award winner in 02, 04, 2013, and 2014. And PBA 50 Player of the Year in 2015 and 16. So, um, yeah, he's uh, definitely accomplished a lot. He was sponsored by... I think he's, his team was like Kingpins. That was his team, and he was sponsored by Storm. That so they probably endorsed quite. They probably threw a lot of money his way. But, um, but yeah, so a uh, very very accomplished career. And while that might not seem like a lot to some in the world of bowling, that's that's quite consistent. You don't hear about. I mean, I, I bowling. I'd imagine you get some long lengthy careers, but um, not many as successful and as accomplished as as that one. So. Uh, but that is that. Let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? This is really hard, guys. It's really hard because it's hard to grasp that I'm done on the national tour. I've had 41 years out here. It's been an awesome. I wouldn't change anything, well, maybe a few things, but you know. Oh well. Um, I just realized that uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. 
I can still hit the pocket with you guys, but I can't strike like you guys because I don't have the power. And it takes a lot to realize that. So this is Johnny's Did You Know about Pete Webb? No, it's about bowling. Uh, <laughs> about bowling in general. I was telling Matt that for some reason, uh, there's not a lot of uh, sites that tell you like some really interesting facts about bowling. Uh, and that really kind of surprised me. I thought I'd find a bunch of stuff, but this one was quite difficult, especially when some websites seem a little fishy, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but here we go. Did you know? Bowling edition. Bowling dates back as far as 3200 BC. Mm, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. Evidence of bowling has even been found in Egyptian graves. So the they were building pyramids. Uh, worshiping cats and throw in some strikes back in the Egyptian days. In the early 1900s, bowling balls were made out of wood. Yes. That's pretty wild to me. You can get a splinter throwing those things. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound very comfy, but kind of cool. Kind of yeah. cool. You can get really little creative with bowling. You get, you probably, you really could. The biggest bowling alley in the world? is in Japan. Uh, it's called, and pray for me as I try to say this, the Inazawa, actually, I think I got that. I think I nailed that. The yeah. Inazawa Grand Bowling Center. And it has 116 lanes. Ooh. Holy crap. Matt, the biggest bowling alley in America is where, do you think? Hmm. I really got to think about this one. It's a major city. I'll give you that much. Okay. You know what? They spent a lot of time in Indianapolis, so maybe there. They did a lot of tournaments out Midwest. I could be wrong, though. Place wrong. your bets, Matt. It's in Vegas. That makes in sense. Vegas. Yes, it does, actually, in a way. It does make a lot more sense. In bowling, did you know that nine-pin bowling is against the law in every state except where everything is bigger, Texas. Nine pin bowling. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's it's illegal. Yeah. Don't you dare do it. What is it? Don't you dare. Is there what's the penalty for I gotta look this up now. What's the penalty if you Oh oh I swear you don't want to (laughs) know. If you have to ask, you don't want to do it. Yeah, you keep going, I'll try and find. Okay. Right. The max number of holes that can be in a bowling ball, you know, the ones that you usually put your fingers in there, is actually 12. You can have up to 12 holes in a bowling ball. Yes, I have seen that. It's crazy. As they, long as the re, they say, as long as you can prove that you need that those holes have a use. <laughs> yeah, uh, we because you could used to just pick up bowling balls and, and rent and just use them at some of the lanes, and they'd have holes all over because people just like different grips. Yeah. And oil, like it hit the oil would hit like in a certain way. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I just I'm just too immature to read uh, holes and uses. <laughs> just not old enough for that yet. Uh, King Henry the Eighth of England loved loved bowling. It was one of his favorite things to do. Uh, but also, he thought that those of lower class should not participate and ban them from doing so. 
So, Matt, I'm sorry, me and you, back in those days, King Henry VIII would say, uh, no, 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 sir. No turkeys for you. 1948, the year of our Lord, as a birthday gift to President Harry Truman, that is when the White House famously put in two bowling lanes in 1948 for President Harry Truman. That's pretty neat. I would love to have a bowling alley in my basement. Yeah. Can you imagine if you're just still sitting one day and you're like, you know what? I want to go bowl real quick. And you just go to your basement and do it. I feel like, where did I see? Oh, was it? Uh, there was like a Disney movie where the kid was like the son of the president of the United States and Sinbad was in it. And I think they had a bowling alley. They, they showed off the bowling alley in the basement. So, yeah, that would be so, that would be really cool. Hey, y'all, y'all want to come over and go bowling? Yeah, sure. It'd be like cool Richie Rich friends. or something. Yeah. No, I don't know if it was Richie Rich, but Sinbad was like his, his guardian or something like that. He had to protect him. Uh, I, I don't remember what it was, but, but I mean, how cool would it be to have a bowling alley? It would be a cool, good reason to have friends. Hey, y'all want to come over and actually have bowl for free. I'm so, trying to remember which place it I was. I think it was like first kid was the movie. Oh yeah. 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 You're right. I remember that movie, <laughs> man. Uh, that's what I had forgotten about. I'm trying to remember the place it was. I want to say it's the Biltmore house down here, but it's one of those big historic houses. Uh, where they take you on tours and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I went on tour. I want to say it was with probably with school when I was in school sometime. But I remember being blown away by the fact that if this is the place I'm thinking of, they had a giant, I do mean giant, indoor pool. I mean, it was massive. And a bowling alley. I was like, oh, that's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be fascinated with that that sort of thing. I wish there was more of that. We we lose more bowling alleys around here than, than we can keep open. It's kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that is your did you knows of bowling, Matt. I think it's time for us to talk about where does Pete Weber stand in pop culture today. I'm going to answer this for you quite highly. So, Pete, obviously, you woke up this morning and made that post. Did you plan to do that? What was it? Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was decided uh, last week when I was driving home, I was talking to Renee, and uh, just said, I've, I've had it out here. I, the, the physical part is okay. The mental part is just, it's, it's hard to grasp it, to watch your ball hit the pocket just as many times as the other guys, but watching my ball hit flat and weak and their ball hitting so strong, it's, it's something that I didn't want to do, but... It's the best thing for me, and uh, you know, you just got to know when it's time to quit. All right, everybody. So, where does Pete Weber stand in pop culture today? Well, luckily for him, uh, you know, he he lives in the time of the internet, social media, and such. And the clip of him saying what he said has been immortalized forever. Uh, his, his, his quote, who do you think you are? I am. And I think that's where his legacy will forever be. You know, uh, I mean, those who respect the, the professional sport of bowling, he's always going to be highly regarded in that. Uh, but you know, that clip as you know, has, has put on to, uh, you know, just put a lot of people onto the sport. Like, I can't tell you how many people, like, I'll just sit there. I'll just sit at some event or if I go to a bowling alley and somebody bowls a strike and I hear that. 
Like somebody says it, they think they're being funny. And I'm, I'm like, it is, it is pretty funny. Uh, you know, one quote changed his life. You know, he was already the face of professional bowling at that time. But that quote was, you know, that quote is immortalized for it went mainstream. Yeah. Viral within within hours, they said. Uh, when that when that happened, they put it up. I mean, the announcers got all quiet. They're like, oh God, did he really, probably going, did he really say that? But but that that's that's I mean, that's his legacy. And like I said, love or hate the sport of bowling, he should be honored and treated, you know, with, with you know, as the legend that he is. And um it's it, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, you know, bowling will yeah. never be one of those major sports, but it's neat that you know it has a it has a face. There's a face to the sport, and that would be him. Yeah, I think bowling while itself will always be around. It's one of those those things. But I kind of, I'm I'm with you. I, his viral moment is what will help him stay around for a while, for sure. Uh, I think people have who don't even know who he is will have remembered somebody doing that and then going viral. They may not know who he was or who he is, but they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy saying that. It's almost up there with uh, one of my favorite all-time wrestling promos, and that's uh, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner (laughs) trying to do math. Yes. And uh, getting all tongue-tied and not making any sense at the end of the day. (laughs) And that's because you're so hyped up. And I kind of feel that's what was happening to him. I think he even said that. Yeah. He whoever was like caught in the moment. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. We all, you know, want to sound cool and we're really caught up in it and phone or face yeah. <laughs> the things we want to say. I, I do, do it, it all, all the, time. the time. Yes. Yeah, Same constantly. Here. Same here. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of think that's where he will be. Uh, but honestly, we can, I can sit here and mock the guy all, all I want. He's made way more money than I'll ever make. So right. uh, power to the dude for sure. Yeah, for sure. But everybody, that's Pete Weber in a nutshell. If you're not familiar with him, you know, either you must not have the Internet somehow, even though you listen to our show. Uh, go dig him up. You know, it's it's there's some fun sound bites in there. A lot of stuff on YouTube of him just arguing with people. A lot of history. If you just like enjoy watching bowling, sometimes like bowling alley, like just ambiance, like background sounds is like super like weird and relaxing. But for me, I, I'm just a weird cat like that. But, uh, but yeah, there, there's there, there's something there's something fun and special that to be whole with Pete Weber. But uh, that's a wrap on this week's episode, everybody. Real quick one. However, we uh, the way that this month landed, we do have one more show uh, for the month of August, meaning that we have one more sports figure to talk about. And uh, Johnny gets choice. Johnny, uh, who will you be speaking about next week? Uh, or next time for our uh, newest episode of Retro Pop. Matt, I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit. It's not just one guy, because as I was thinking about this, this guy and another guy, their rivalry (gasps) has them forever, has them forever, forever intertwined in history. And that is Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. You cannot at all talk about one's career without talking about the other. You just can't. So I was like, I'm just going to talk about both of them and talk about their rivalry, which literally, and I mean this, it literally saved you know, Pete Weber saved professional bowling. Their rivalry saved uh, NBA pro basketball. Cause it was at a point before they showed up in which the NBA finals uh, wasn't even shown on shown live on TV. It was pre-taped. So uh, 
that's where in the NBA was in the eighties. They weren't doing well. And then thankfully here showed up a couple of guys uh, who had some real talent and took the NBA by storm and were, and became superstars. Uh, one of them reluctantly and the other one relished it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about that. I'm very excited. These are two of my favorite all-time players. Uh, so, uh, and they were kind of around right before I got into basketball. I, I'm a, you know, I was born in 83. So by the time I started watching basketball, it's kind of already in the nineties, but, uh, these guys, uh, very excited about this. There's a really good, if you want to prep yourself, there's a very good documentary. You can, I believe it's on HBO max. Uh, that's, uh, about these two, uh, just look it up. You'll find a, a, Larry, a bird versus magic or magic versus bird. I don't remember who's put for it, but something like that. Yeah. It's very, very good. Highly recommend it. Uh, but that's what we're going to be talking about next time on Retro Hip Hip. All right, everybody. Keep your balls out of the gutter, and we're going to roll on out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And like Johnny said, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks right here on Retro Pop. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs>